This is Big Dreams, Bold Moves, the podcast inspiring families like yours to discover endless possibilities for living abroad, because life is too short to settle. I'm Malia, and I will be your host as we travel around the world speaking with experienced expats and experts. We're going to learn how to get visas, make money, and find jobs abroad. We'll get a behind-the-scenes look at what everyday life with kids is really like in different countries and get you the answers you need to go from daydreaming to international move-making. Now, let's get on our way. Hey, guys. Today's guest is Melissa Madsen, the photographer extraordinaire behind Tales of Wanderlust. She's going to share with us her family's story of moving from a typical suburban life to Tirana, Albania. Initially, my plan for this episode was to learn more about Albania and teaching abroad in international schools. But in our interview, I learned that Albania has a visa program that allows U.S. citizens to stay for up to a year without having to get a residence visa. Citizens of many other countries can stay for up to 90 days. So that makes this episode particularly interesting to you if you're someone who is interested in teaching abroad or you're a family that is able to work remotely or planning a sabbatical. As you will hear, Albania is an affordable base from which you can live a Mediterranean lifestyle and be super close to great travel destinations like Greece, Montenegro, Italy, Croatia, so many more. Now, without further ado, meet Melissa Madsen. So welcome, Melissa, to Big Dreams, Bold Moves. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Um, And you live in Tirana, Albania. I do. Yeah. (laughs) Did you ever think you would be saying that? No. In fact, sometimes it still hits me. That's like kind of weird. (laughs) Because it isn't like a place that very many people maybe have even heard of. Um, Even in Europe, I find a lot of people who aren't very familiar with Albania at all. So I mean, I've heard of it, but it wasn't until I started following you on Instagram and seeing how absolutely gorgeous it is that I started thinking that looks like a gorgeous Hmm. place to visit. And I'm really looking forward to hearing more about it in our talk here today. Um, First, maybe it's a good idea to find out a little bit about what your life was like before you moved to Albania. Were you in the U.S.? We were. So we lived in Salt Lake City. Um, I feel like we kind of just did the typical suburban American life. You know, we um, ran our kids around to activities and, you know, just lived kind of that, I don't know, so-called American dream, I suppose. And um, we owned a music studio, so I feel like our lives were just kind of really stressful uh, between owning a business and just activities and, I don't know, keeping up with the Joneses or whatever you do. Um, Yeah, it was kind of a, it was a good life, but I think we were just ready for a change, for sure. So uh, was there anything that prompted you to make a change or how did the idea to move abroad or to Albania come about? Yeah. So I think for me personally, travel has always been a bit of an obsession. I did an exchange program as a teenager in England, and then I traveled a lot. And then 
um, as a family, we really started traveling and it was only been a couple of years ago that we scrimped and saved and kind of got the whole family involved and did a a big trip to Europe. And when we were here, we just kept saying, gosh, we really just want to move abroad. Like maybe we could try to make this happen. And as we were traveling around, um, we just kind of couldn't get the idea out of our heads. And so what were your next steps after that when you got back from your trip? Then when? Yeah. Um, (laughs) What did you type into Google? Yes. Um, So my husband is an educator. And at the time he was um, in school to get his administrative degree and we owned a business and he was working. So life was crazy. But um, we, I started, I don't remember where I heard about it or how I got the idea, but I somehow came across the idea that there were international schools and so therefore international jobs for educators. And so it kind of became an obsession for me, just like, okay, well, how does this work? How do you do this? You know? So um, I think it wasn't until, I mean, it kind of all happened really fast. Last year, we, um, so you can kind of sign up. I don't know how familiar you are with it, but we, you can sign up for, um, there's like a couple of reputable, I don't know if agencies is the right word, but um, that you you have to be approved to join and then they'll help you find a job abroad. So we did that, but we'd heard that it sometimes takes a year, sometimes two to get your first international job. So we kind of didn't think a whole lot of it. It was like last April, so it's been a year. And it did all kind of happen really quickly. Um, he got he got a few offers in places that we didn't necessarily think we wanted to go just yet. Um, They were just maybe a little bit too different for now for us and our kids. So when he got the, he got an email from the um, director at the time of the school here in Albania. And I remember my husband, I think he like texted me from school. What about Albania? And I was like, Albania, like I, I really knew nothing about it. So I just Googled it and then just looked at the map and was like, it is right by like Italy, Greece, Montenegro. I had just never, I really had never been on my radar. Um, so of course you do, you know, listen to podcasts and Google everything you can, join the, the expat groups to just to really get an idea and a feel for it. And it just really seemed to me that people quite liked it here. And you so. were able to find people um, online that were from Albania or living in Albania and could speak to how Albania is? Yes. And it actually, I like remembered somewhere in the back of my mind, I had heard a podcast from an American lady who was actually from Colorado as well, which is where I'm from, and had moved here with her family because in Albania, Americans can uh, move to Albania for a whole year without a visa. So it's kind of, it's slowly becoming kind of a more popular spot for Americans because of the low cost of living. And um, that's really interesting because I think there are a lot of people that would like to sort of test drive living abroad and not necessarily have to pay to commit to a visa. Or like if you're like a digital nomad or something like that. Yeah. And I, I feel like it might become kind of a new digital nomad hotspot. I actually have had a couple of friends who've, who've come and gone, which I'm finding is definitely the sad thing you deal with in expat life, but who did just that they came here and they worked online and just kind of, you know, 
explored the area and we're here for six months or nine months, another one. Um, I'm not sure if I answered your question. <laughs> yeah. Can I go back really quick? Um, yeah. So you said you were working with this, an agency or oh, two. Uh-huh. Did those agencies specialize in just education or were they other types of professions? So it's just education. So there's two really reputable ones. I don't know if you want me to mention their names, but one of them is called Search Associates. And then the other one is ISS. And I think it stands for International School Services. Um, and yeah, so it is just for international education. So both administrative um, uh, school counselors and teachers. Okay. So Albania could be a great option for people that are free and could go abroad for up to a year uh, and experiment with living in Europe. And then that sounds like a really good thing for people in education to check out those two different websites. And I'll add those into our show notes. Definitely. Um, Cool. And so I guess you get that job offer. Did it seem Mm -hmm. like... um, it was going to meet your family's needs or did you have any questions that way in terms of like cost of living? Yeah. So I had a lot of questions and I was, it's, it was a big deal. It's, it's really nerve wracking, but, um, we, the cost of living is so low. It is, I mean, for a really nice apartment and not in Tirana in the capital, which is more expensive than the rest of Albania, it's maybe 500 500 euros, so which is, you know, really low. And food costs are really low. Just costs are really, really low here. So that was actually a huge plus because you're able to save a lot more money than we ever could in the U.S. Um, so that was a really big plus for us. The healthcare was a really, really big issue for us. And um, so the, the school did offer international healthcare which was kind of a big, big deal for us. So, um, yeah, I researched all of those things, but in the end we felt like there were a lot of pluses and we felt comfortable as comfortable as you can without having been to a place to, to make the leap. What did your friends and family think of this idea? (laughs) Yeah. So actually, so I remember we had signed the contract and everything before we told family. I think I told maybe my little sister. And I remember at one point she's like, okay, so you're going to have to tell mom and dad, you know, I was really nervous about telling my family, but I, I called my dad at work. They were, it got to a point where I had to tell them because they were coming to visit that weekend. And so I called my dad and and told him first. And I was like, and you can go ahead and tell mom. And so I didn't have to. So he told her in the car, they had like a five and a half hour car ride so he could get their reaction. And I didn't have to, um, I don't think she was, yeah, it was bold. It was, it worked okay. Um, he got to, to deal. I think that my mom, she just, she just adores spending time with her grandkids as most grandmas do. So it was really, really hard for her at first. My dad's kind of, um, he's, he is a world traveler. He's a bird watcher and he's done all of these tours all over the world in Madagascar and Central America and all over. So he's kind of an adventurer at heart. So he was really excited for us, although of course still sad. Um, 
but my mom really did come around. And by the time it was time for us to leave, we left on August 15th. Um, we had a, you know, a big barbecue with our neighbors who were all really positive and excited for us and friends. And, and my parents had really come around and they were really excited for us as well. Did you decide, did you have a house that you needed to, to sell or rent out or, and what did you do with your belongings? How did you go about the actual logistics of leaving the U.S.? We sold everything. We sold our house. We sold most of our belongings. Um, yeah, <laughs> it was a lot. And I don't think that I've regretted that decision. I think it's kind of nice to have, I feel like we just have a lot of freedom. We don't have like a big storage shed that we're paying for or anything like that. We really just kind of have what little belongings we brought with us. We did send some things to my mom's house, like important boxes full of, you know, pictures and things like that. But we brought four big suitcases with our clothes and special, a few special things and pictures and toys. And that's about all we brought with us. And is the idea that it's an open-ended um, adventure or are you limited by a contract? Um, he, he does have a two-year contract. And so I think um, I don't think it was ever our intention to maybe stay here forever. I think that we kind of thought we would fulfill that contract and probably move on. And I think that's still kind of, yeah, probably the goal. So, and I guess one of the benefits of doing an international assignment like he's doing is that only looks better on his resume to then explore different assignments and possibly better locations and better schools after this. Exactly, Should you be yeah. open to it? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, and what was your first impression of Albania? Um, we had a horrible, horrible journey. So I was kind of grumpy when we got very first impression. Um, but after, after a little sleep and after the jet lag had worn off, I, it is just, it is so different. It's really a place like any other, um, that I've ever been to. It's Europe. And yet, um, it has kind of a feel of maybe, I don't know, it's got a little bit of an Eastern feel to it. It's, um, predominantly Muslim country, which is, you know, unique for Europe. And so we hear the call to prayer, you know, right outside of our window daily. And it is, it's, it's a fascinating and beautiful country. It's been so fun to learn more about the culture. So I think my first impressions were just kind of soaking it all in. It was so different from what I was used to, but we've definitely grown to to really embrace those, those differences. And I know that if, especially if there are any Americans listening, the first question everyone thinks about is always, is it safe? So yeah. Do you feel that safe? That is definitely a question. I feel so safe. I would say that I would, I feel more safe here walking down the street um, at night by myself than I ever would in any American city, for sure. And it um, is a very safe place. You mentioned healthcare was a big reason or one of the things you considered when moving there and your husband's company helps, um, is that, is it? Do they pay for like a private healthcare insurance? Is that what they're helping with? Yeah, yeah, they do. Okay. And so how do you find that healthcare system in the private sector? 
Um, it's okay in Albania. I That is probably the one thing that will keep us from staying here long term. Um, it's it's not that it's terrible. It's just not maybe quite up to the standard that we're used to um, as Americans. And so um, we will be doing most of our maybe bigger things in probably Germany. Okay. That's where I live if you need any yeah, help. I know. We'll have to meet up. <laughs> um, and speaking of that, how is the language barrier in Albania? It really has not been a problem in, at all. In fact, I, I really thought, okay, I'm going to come and I'm really going to work hard on the language. And I think I had this very false notion that maybe it just, the the language just sort of when you're immersed in it just becomes like a really, like, I don't know, like it just floats into your brain, which is certainly not the case. Um, it is a really, really difficult language to learn. It's not like anything else. It's so unique um, and really really hard and so we have really we've learned like the basic things and I my little girl knows more than than we do for sure because she takes it in school um but most people speak English I mean you really you really kind of have to to be able to do anything in the modern world if you don't speak some English when you have a language that is only spoken in maybe two countries Okay. And you're in a city, which I think always helps. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So it really has never been a problem. There's been a few times where someone didn't speak English, but I can count those on probably one hand. And are your children going to the international school or do they do a school in the, like a public school in the community? No. So they will be, yeah. So that's part of the kind of one of the perks of, of working in an international school is that you, yeah, your kids get to go there for free. Okay. So you probably haven't looked into like what it would be to go out and pursue childcare or like preschool or anything like that? I haven't really looked into it a whole lot because yeah, it's free and it's really obviously high quality. And so that's one really nice thing that we don't have to worry about. Do you know any of your friends there that don't have international schooling benefits? Is it pretty affordable to send your children to like a, a day program? I would imagine that it probably is because just the cost of living here is so low, but I don't, I don't have a really great idea about how much that would be. Um, but I would say it's probably reasonably affordable. Okay. And what has surprised you about living in Albania? Um, I don't know if it has surprised me, but it is something that I think is such, so beautiful and such a great example uh, is just that there are the I don't know there are two main religions here, and nobody cares what religion anyone else is, and they are just so um, open minded and just so peaceful the way that they they talk about each other and the way that they interact, and that's just obviously not the case in a lot of places around the world, and so it's been so. It's been amazing to me to watch just how open-minded and, um, yeah, how how open-minded it is here. They have a, it's kind of like a code of, I don't know, code of conduct, I suppose, isn't maybe the best word, but it's called BESA. The word is BESA. Mm-hmm. And it is just, it kind of just means, um, like, it's just like honoring 
honoring your your neighbors and like welcoming people and it's um so for example in world world war ii albania was um one of the very very few places that would not give up the names of jewish people to the nazis um so here it's this like predominantly muslim country and they hid jews um here in albania and would not give up their names due to their like code of besa that's so beautiful it really is yeah so that's one of the that kind of just tells you a lot about albanian people that's just really how they are how awesome it is yeah um and how has your family changed being out of the the like typical suburban life and now learning about besa and uh yeah Going to international schools with kids from all over the world. Yeah, so life is so much slower here, which was really hard for me at first, you know, from going from just being so busy all the time and owning a business and doing all of these things to um, like I'm home right now with my little one. He's home with me until next year. I'll probably put him in school. Um, So, you know, we walk to the supermarket like every few days and pick up our bread that lasts you know one day because it's not full of preservatives and junk and um we, uh, we spend so much time together because we don't have you know a million competitive after school activities that we have to run to and um it's been really nice for us to just be able to connect and you know, you know, also living in Europe, you are a couple hours away from a different country. So you can hop in your car. So, and, and be somewhere completely different. So we've traveled a lot, like any, any time on a weekend that we want to, we can just hop in our car and go explore a new place. So, you know, it's been, it's been really, it's been an amazing journey for us so far. Have you noticed your children's like perspective and worldview changing? Yeah, for sure. And that was one of the big reasons that we did want to move is I didn't want them to think that America is just, you know, like the only place there is in the world. And I didn't want them to get caught up in kind of American exceptionalism. You know, I wanted them to see that there's a lot of different places in the world and there's a lot of different kinds of ways to live. And I think that that's definitely happening here. Um, Especially Albania is definitely one of the poorest countries in Europe. And I think that that has been an eye-opener for all of us, just seeing maybe how lucky we are and seeing, you know, ways we can help um, others as well, and and as well as just seeing um, so many other beautiful cultures. And what do you think that this move has meant for your future as a family? I think it's kind of just hopefully the tip of the iceberg. I think that we really, I mean, I don't have any plans to go back to the U.S. anytime soon. Um, So I I think we'll just try to continue on this journey. I don't know that we'll want to maybe move every couple of years, but I think, you know, we will probably just kind of ride this, ride this ship and see where it takes us for now. That's awesome. Yeah. Especially if you can find one of those sweet spots like international education. I mean, yeah. it's everywhere. It is. That's the thing. It's, it's, that, was, that was the most exciting thing when I found that out. Like, you can do it literally anywhere in the world. There are international schools everywhere. So it is. And they, they have a lot of really great benefits too. I mean, in general, they'll pay for your housing, your flights to go home and visit. So for anyone who's you know, thinking about it, it is a really 
a good way to go if you want to live abroad. What advice would you give someone that is wanting to get into international teaching abroad? Um, I would say to not all international schools are created equally. And um, some, I would look into how long the school itself has been open. Uh, There's always a lot of growing pains in those first couple of years. And I would also look at, there's a website called, I think it's internationalschoolreview.com. And so if you were offered a job or if you're just looking into something, look up the administrators and just kind of the general feel for the school and get a really good idea because it is such a big deal to, you know, uproot your family and move them halfway across the world or clear across the world um, if if you're not getting into a good situation. So um, definitely just do as much research as you can, I would say, before you go. But yeah, it can be a great opportunity. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for talking with us today. Um, I love following you on Instagram and seeing your gorgeous pictures because your family is taking advantage of being in Europe this year. That's for <laughs> yeah. sure. You're everywhere. We are. Yeah. You're giving thank me you so some much. Travel in the, uh, we've been out for, um, we've been in Europe now for four years and definitely this last year we've really slowed down and I saw your pictures the other day of like the lavender field and I thought oh my gosh I'm yeah. wasting my life I need to book a no. trip <laughs> no I think it's just because like you said you've been here four years and we're so I mean we've only been here for about seven months so I think that we just still have that mindset of like we have to just take advantage of everything and we did buy a car so I think that's another part of it we're like okay we bought this car so we should you know take advantage of it so so yeah, it's been, it's been fun. We have done quite a bit. We'll probably slow down. Your Instagram, is it Our Tales of Wanderlust? So uh, my website is our, like, O-U-R, talesofwanderlust.com, because just Tales of Wanderlust was gone. <laughs> but my Instagram is just Tales of Wanderlust. Wonderful. Yeah. Um, I'll definitely add that in the show notes. And is there anything else that you're working on that, that we should know about? I am currently working on a an online course for um, child photography, just kind of trying to get those magical photos. I think a lot of times moms will get this DSLR camera because they, you know, they know they kind of want a nicer camera. They want good pictures, but then you just look at it and have absolutely no idea what to do with it, which was me um, like eight years ago. So I, I really wanted to do a course to kind of teach you um, – teach people how to go from snapshots to the artistic kind of photographs of maybe their kids and family or travels that they want. So yeah, so I'm working on that currently. Awesome. I'm one of those people with that (laughs) camera and like... I know there are so many. So hopefully, yeah. So hopefully there's a market for it for sure. But it is really something I'm passionate about because I think we all want those photos and you can't hire a photographer to just follow you around everywhere you go. So yeah. Definitely cheaper to buy the camera and the course. Yes, for sure. Seriously, guys, go check out Melissa's beautiful photos over at Tales of Wanderlust, which I've linked to in the show notes. If today's episode fueled your wanderlust, I would really appreciate it if you would leave me some stars and a review on your podcast app. And thank you for hanging out with me today. Until next time, keep dreaming those big dreams and scheming bold moves.